Welcome to the Kodesh Podcast. You are listening to the infallible word from the Holy Hill, God's seat of power. Let the word from the Holy Hill be a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. Stay blessed. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm excited this morning because God is going to speak to us this morning. Hallelujah. The Bible says it shall come to pass in the last days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established on top of all the mountains. Many people shall come and say, let us go to the house of the Lord. He said, for out of Zion shall come forth the word. This morning, God is about to speak to us in a special way. And we're going to have our convener who is coming to speak the word of God to us this morning. Hallelujah. But we want to rise to our feet before he comes. We are going to sing a very powerful song. Now, if you are new today, you just came to church. The man of God who is coming to share the word of God with us, God has anointed him powerfully to speak to us. He's been serving the Lord, pastoring all the way from the United Kingdom. He was sent to Botswana. From Botswana, he was sent to South Africa. From South Africa, he was brought to Ghana to continue the work of God. As he was still doing the work of God, he had another assignment in a town in Ghana called Bibieni where he served for many years and from there God has brought him here to the Kodesh and currently he is the convener of the whole denomination I know God will speak through him today to you and before he comes up we want to sing nothing is impossible if you come on are you ready It's impossible when you put your trust in God. Nothing, nothing is impossible. Are you singing it? Which faith is one? Hearken to the voice. Hearken to the voice of God to thee. Is there anything too hard for me? Then put your trust in God alone and rest upon. excited to be here this morning wow nothing is impossible with God when you put your trust in him hallelujah I think we can sing it one more time one more time when we put our trust in God it says nothing nothing 
nothing in your life in your situation Hallelujah. God will come through for you yes hallelujah Amen. yes okay. are we ready yes Nothing is impossible when you put your trust in God. Nothing is impossible when you trust in His Word. Hearken to the voice of God to thee. Is there anything to have for Him? Then put your trust in God alone. And rest upon his word for oh, everything, oh everything, yes, everything is possible with God. Oh, nothing is impossible when you put it's impossible when you trust in His Word. I can to the voice of God to thee. Is there anything too hard for Him? Then put your trust in God alone and rest upon His Word. Yes, everything. Yes, everything. your hands wherever you are and just begin to thank him thank you jesus what an awesome god he is yes, Lord, give him thanks give him praise, praise he is thank worthy you. of all the glory thank you jesus he is worthy of all the honor there thank is none like unto him yes lord what a good god we serve the Bible says, I let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Yes, Lord. Say what? For the Lord is good and his mercy endureth forever. Lift up your voice and thank him. Lift up your voice and give him praise. Lift up your voice and exalt his name. Everybody, you can say something. By all means, say something. By all means, pray to God. By all means, give him thanks. Look at your life. Look at my life. What God has done. Many things God has delivered us from. Many things God has brought us into. Many blessings. Give him thanks, church. Let's exalt the name of the living God. He is the reason we came. Give him thanks. For he is good and his mercy. He is the Lord that changeth not. Give him praise. Father, we thank you. Father, we give you thanks. Father, we give you praise. Father, we give you glory. Father, we exalt your holy name. You are worthy. You are holy. You are the king of glory. May your name be exalted. May your holy name alone be glorified. We exalt your holy name. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. 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 You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Once again, you're all welcome to church this morning. I'm still continuing on the series on tithing as our pastor Bishop Nee started last week. 
Amen. Malachi chapter 3, the verse number 1. Malachi chapter 3, verse number 1. I'll be speaking briefly on seven steps to becoming financially useless. Seven steps to becoming financially useless. Hallelujah. But before we get into the seven steps, I also want to add a little to why is essential or why we must have a lifestyle of paying our tithes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Malachi chapter 3 verse 1. Let's read the Bible. It says, Behold, I will send my messenger and he shall prepare the way before me and the Lord whom ye seek shall suddenly come to his temple. Even the messenger of the covenant. I need you to note this word covenant. The messenger of the covenant. Whom ye delight in. Behold, he shall come, saith the Lord of hosts. Verse 2. But whom may abide the days of his coming? He's asking a question. And who shall stand where he appeareth? For he is like a refiner's fire and like foolish soap. And he shall sit as a refiner and purifier of silver. He shall purify the sons of Levi and purge them as gold and silver. That they may offer unto the Lord an offering in righteousness. Hallelujah. Please note these verses. That they may offer unto the Lord an offering in righteousness. Then shall the offering of Judah and Jerusalem be pleasant unto the Lord as in the days of old and as in the former years. And I will come nigh to you to judgment and I will be swift. I will be a swift witness against the sorceress and against the adulteress and against false swearers and against those that oppress the hireling in his wages, the widow, the fatherless, and turn aside the stranger from his right, and fear not, and fear not me, saith the Lord. There are a number of people that he lists, and that includes those who don't fear God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you with me thus far? Verse 6. For I am the Lord, I change not. Therefore ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. Even from the days of your fathers, ye have gone away from my ordinance. You have gone away from my ordinance, hallelujah, and have not kept them. Return unto me, and I will return unto you, saith the Lord. So when they left off from God, God also left off from them. So God is saying that they need to return unto him, hallelujah. Now, I told you to notice the covenant and those who don't fear God. Hallelujah. Then saith the Lord of hosts, But ye say, Wherein shall we return? They don't even know what they have done. They don't know what wrong they have done. So the question is, I should return to you and you return to me. And also, they didn't realize when the Lord left them. Please, are you here? Are you here? Please give me your attention. They didn't know when the Lord left them. 
So they are asking this question, wherein shall we return? And it says, then God also asked them a question. Will a man rob God? You know, God is very humorous. Yes. So when they ask the question, then he also asks them a question. Just so that to prick their mind into thinking. Amen. Will a man rob God, yet ye have robbed me? So the, 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 the English word yet is there because it presupposes that nobody will rob God. Maybe you can rob man, you can rob your neighbor, but to rob God, nobody would try to do that. Hallelujah. So he says that yet, yet, we don't expect you to rob God, but that is exactly what you have done. And many things with God are like that. People are in sin, and yet they are worshiping God all the same. And think that, oh, it's okay, God, he understands and he will forgive. Hallelujah. And yet, he have robbed me. But ye say, wherein have we robbed thee? So the dialogue is going on between them and God. And he says, in tithes and in offerings, you have robbed me. Now understand that if you are robbing somebody of something, then it goes to say or presupposes that what you have taken from him or, or you have been adjudged to have robbed him of doesn't belong to you. I don't know. I said a lot of things, but maybe there's a simpler way of saying it. What I'm saying is that if somebody says you have robbed him, then it means that what you have robbed him of does not belong to you. Correct? So God is saying that you have robbed me, even this whole nation, in tithes and in the offering. And so, it supposes that the tithe and the offering, there are some tithes, there's offering, which belongs to God. That be, doesn't belong to us. I hope you are following me. Then he goes on. Ye are cursed with a curse. It's getting dangerous. If there is anything you should be afraid of on the earth, it's a curse. And there's a lot of it. Yes. There's a lot of it. For you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Verse 10. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in my house. And prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. So here, God is trying to restore a broken relationship. He says, return unto me and I will return unto you. He says that, now I want you to do something. I want you to bring the tithes into the storehouse, into my house. It's very specific. The tithe comes into the house of God. I know certain believers who say that they send their tithe for charitable work. There is a place for charitable work, but not the tithe. You don't use the tithe for charitable work. Are you hearing me? Yes. Somebody would say, oh, 
they are orphans let me go and give the money to the orphans because as for the pastors we know they don't use the money right they are buying cars they are buying this look let me give it to the orphans there i know that i'm meeting a need there is a place for that but not with the tithe because it's specific bring the tithe into my house into my house into my house that they may be meat then God goes on to say that now prove me prove me now herewith if I will not open the windows of heaven I want you to jump to verse 16 I'll come back to the blessings there but I want you to jump to verse 16 or oh, or oh, or oh. You know, it's difficult to take part of the... Okay, let's start from 13. 13. Many of you don't bring anything to write anything. <laughs> you are just looking at me. Eh? In, in, in Luke 11, verse 52, Jesus said that some people are taking the key of knowledge. You know, knowledge is a key. And any time you have the opportunity to hear the word of God, the knowledge is coming to you. Decide that I will grab everything that I can. Because by the time you leave here, you only retain, it is said that you only retain 11%. Maybe some may even retain less. Hallelujah. So please, let's be in the habit of taking notes, you know, following the scriptures, because it helps you to understand and to receive the word that is coming to you. Hallelujah. Verse 13. Your words have been stored against me, say the Lord. Yet ye say, what have we spoken so much against thee? Ye have said it is vain to serve God, and what profit is it that we have kept his ordinance. Note it again. Ordinance. That we have walked mournfully before the Lord of hosts. And now we call the proud happy. Yea, they that work witness are set up. Yet they that tempt God are even delivered. Then they that fear the Lord. Look at it. Speak often one to another. And the Lord hearkened and heard it. And the book of remembrance was written before him. For them that fear the Lord and that taught upon his name. And they shall be mine, saith the Lord. Who shall be mine? Those who fear him. You know, and I, 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 I'm telling you that people who don't pay their sight, I'll give you two things that they are not. Number one, they don't fear God. They don't fear God. They don't fear. So as God was having that dialogue with them, in verse 16, he says, you don't fear me. You don't fear me. In Malachi chapter 1, I believe verse 7, he says that if I'm your God, where is my honor, number one, and where is my fear? People who don't fear God don't pay tithe. Hallelujah. Yes. Psalm 25 verse, verse 12. Psalm 25 verse 12. What man is he that feareth the Lord? Him shall he teach in the way that he should choose. Next verse. 
His soul shall dwell at ease and his seed shall inherit the earth. His soul shall dwell at ease and he shall inherit the earth. The one who fears God. And I'm telling you that it is those who fear God who pay their tithe religiously. Who are committed to paying the tithe. People who don't fear God, they are the ones who keep arguing. Or they pay today, they don't pay tomorrow because it's not important to them. Verse 14. Verse 14. The secret of the Lord is with who? Is with who? Is with who? Is with them that fear him. That means that God will show you certain things. Your life, how it must go. Certain things that are coming, he will reveal them to you. He will show you his secrets. If you fear God. And I'm saying to you that people who pay their tithe, they fear God. Those who don't, they don't fear God. That is why you become financially useless. Because the secret to financial success, he reveals it to you. Now, you see, to be blessed there, you, you, you need secrets. Things must be revealed to you. Yes, to be blessed. Yeah. And it is God that reveals these things to us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. It's God that reveals. You know, um, there's this story of... Um, you know AF Electricals. I'm sure most of us know him. He's a lady pastor in our church. And his testimony is that one day he came to church. And I don't know, I think it was a convention. I think it was his first time. And in Coligono. And Prophet was raising funds. Or I think to buy a carpet in the church. And he came forward. As Prophet was raising funds, he came forward to give an amount that he, she herself, I think when she came forward, I think prophet was thinking that maybe somebody else, because even her appearance did not show somebody who can give anything. Hallelujah. And she says that when she went home, he went to tell his family and friends that, do you know what I've gone to do in that white man's church? Because I think he was working in a chopper or he was doing some I mean something is, am I right am I saying the thing right yeah but you see the secret of God God was about to bless him bless her and so somehow some way she took a step forward to give and from that day her finances and her life changed I'm saying to you that the secret of God is with them that fear him. Don't follow people who don't have the word of God and will tell you that the tithe is an Old Testament practice. Who told you? Jesus talked about it. I think we read it, Bishop showed us in Matthew 23, verse 23, where Jesus was saying that there are weightier matters of the law, but the tithe also must be paid. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. One man of God says that he believes that Jesus paid tithe. Do you know why? Because in Acts chapter 1 verse 1, it says what Jesus began to do and to teach. What Jesus thought he did. 
Are you following me at all? What Jesus taught, he did. So if he talks about or he taught about the time that we have to, he, 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 he will be doing it. Because everything he taught you was an example of. There's silence. Yes. Yes. Hallelujah. Yeah. And you see, when Abraham, I, I'm going a bit ahead of myself, but when Abraham gave the tithe to Melchizedek, Melchizedek is, is in the order of Jesus Christ as a high priest. And so in Hebrews, it is said that actually we, the tithe that we give, Jesus is the one that receives the tithe. I don't think that you are believing what I'm saying. So maybe let me show you some scriptures. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 7. This is like an aside of what I'm trying to teach you, but yes. Verse 5. And verily, they that are of the sons of Levi, who receive of the office of the priesthood, have a commandment to take the tithes of the people according to the law. That is of thy brethren, though they come out of the loins of Abraham. But he who descends is not counted from them, but he whose descent, sorry, is not counted from them, received tithes of Abraham. Now he's talking about Melchizedek. And blessed him that had the promise. Are you following? And without contradiction, the less is blessed of the better. And here, follow me. Men that die receive tithes, but he receiveth them of whom it is witness that he liveth. Now, who is he talking about? I'll read it again. Let's do some small Bible study here. And here, men that die receive tithes, but there, here and there, are you following me? Here on the earth and there in heaven. And there he received them of whom it is witness that he liveth. Don't worry, let me continue. You still don't have faith in what I'm saying. And as I may say so, Levite also who received the tithes, paid tithes in Abraham. For he was yet in the loins of his father when Melchizedek met him. If therefore perfection were by the Levitical priesthood, for under it the people received the law, what further need was there that another priest should rise after the order, another priest, listen, after the order of Melchizedek and not be called after the order of Aaron? For the priesthood being changed, there is made of necessity a change also of the law. For he of whom these things are spoken pertaineth to another tribe, of which no man gave attendance at the altar. For it is evident that our Lord sprang out of Judah, of which tribe Moses spake nothing concerning the priesthood. And it is yet far more evident, for that after the similitude of Melchizedek, there ariseth another priest. So this priest that he's talking about is Christ. Melchizedek received the tithe, but now the person receiving the tithe is Christ. 
You are not understanding. You see, that is why the tithe is, is, is a serious thing. It's a very serious thing. Those of you who play with it, I'm saying to you that you don't fear God. And people who don't fear God, God rejects them. That is why God left them. And so he says that when you return to me, then I will also return to you. He had left them. Why? Because the tithe, they worked, they had the money. But he's saying that 10% is holy unto me. In Leviticus chapter 27, we saw it last week, that the tithe is holy and it belongs to God. Are you hearing me? Yes. Amen. Now, what we need to understand is that any time God wants to relate with man, right? If God wants to relate with man, he does so through a covenant by a sacrifice. Do you understand what I said? When God wants to have a relationship with you, the real relation, if you are going to have a real relationship with God, is through a covenant by sacrifice. Psalm 50. Psalm 50. I need to establish these two points very quickly and then we'll move on. Verse 1. The, the mighty God, even the Lord, has spoken and calleth the earth from the rising of the sun unto the going down thereof. Verse 2. Out of Zion, the perfection of beauty, God has shined. Verse 3. Out God shall come and shall not keep silent. A fire shall devour. Verse 4. He shall call to the heaven from above and to the earth that he may judge his people. Verse 5. Look at it. Gather my saints. Or, or another translation says, gather my godly ones. My godly ones. Gather the people of God unto me that they may, that they, those that have made, listen, those that have made a covenant with me by sacrifice. The godly ones, the saints, the children of God, are those that have made a covenant with God by a sacrifice. Now, Noah did it. Abraham, last week Bishop mentioned it. Noah, Abraham, Jacob, the church. We all came into that covenant. You cannot become a child of God without going through that covenant. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me just read about Noah very quickly. Genesis chapter 8, verse 20. Genesis chapter 8, verse 20. Very quickly. And Noah built an altar unto the Lord and took of every clean beast and of every clean fowl and offered the burnt offerings on the altar. Please continue. And Noah built an altar unto the Lord and took of the clean beast and of every clean fowl and offered burnt offerings. Verse 21. And the Lord smelled a sweet savor. And the Lord said in his heart, I will not again, listen no. Cares the ground any more for man's sake. For the imagination of man's heart is evil from his heel. Neither will I smite any more every living thing as I have done. While the earth remaineth, seed time, harvest, cold winter, 
summer and winter, day and night, shall not cease. Why? After the flood, Noah raised an altar and sacrificed. That was the beginning of the covenant between Noah and God. And that is what brought the blessing of what God said, I will not destroy again the earth with water. And in verse, when you continue in chapter 9, you see that God starts to bless Noah and his seed. So when the Lord says that, return unto me and I will return unto you and prove me now herewith. He's trying to establish that covenant. Are you following me? As he did with Noah and blessed his seed. That is what the tithe is trying to do. He's trying to have a covenant with you. Because the Lord only relates by covenants. He only relates through covenants. Hallelujah. Wonderful. Matthew chapter 26. Let's look at Jesus. Verse 27. And he took the cup and gave thanks. This is what we do every Sunday. And gave it to them saying, drink ye all of it, for this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for the remission of sins. But I say unto you, I will not hence, I will not drink henceforth of this fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. Now, the covenant between Jesus and the church, that is us. That is when he went to die on the cross and shed his precious blood for you and I. Are you following? Are you following? And he laid down his life for us. But you see, as he has laid down his life, we ought also to lay down our lives for him. And one of the simplest basic way to do that is through the tithe. Basic is ba the covenant that you have with God, that 10%. You see, and Jacob did the same. Jacob did the same thing. He said, if you will bless me, you will do this, you will do that. The 10th is for you. And that's what, what, what God means when he says, prove me, prove me, prove me. Church of God, if we are going to be godly, if we are going to have a certain relationship with God, there are certain things that must be done in our lives. And keeping the tithe will not be a blessing for you. Keeping the tithe is like you'll be very far away from God. I'm telling you. But people who love God and fear him and have a certain covenant with him, they don't go without paying the tithe. You don't need to explain a lot because they fear him enough. They have a covenant with him. Yes. They have a relationship with him through the sacrifice. Because offerings and tithes is also a sacrifice. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Or you don't understand. It's a sacrifice. Amen. The sacrifice of the new covenant is the death of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. 
there can be no personal relationship with God apart from a, a covenant. Apart from a covenant through sacrifice. And I'm saying to you this morning that it is the tithe is the basic of these covenants. God wants you to give yourself. Or God wants you to give yourself. And that is what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 16, verse 25. I think most of us know this scripture. Matthew chapter 16. It says, for whosoever will save his life shall lose it. And whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. Losing your life for the sake of the gospel, in the end you find it. So you do everything, everything. And I'm saying that the tithe is basic. It's the basic form. Because you can never walk with God. You can never be a child of God without having a covenant through sacrifice. And the basic form is offerings and tithes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes. And the highest one is to lay down your life. That is why, you see, when you are in the church and you do nothing, it's very dangerous. Are you hearing me? When you are in the church and you do nothing, all you do is you come and you go. You come and you go. How are you applying this scripture in your life? He laid down his life for us. We ought also to lay down our lives for others. So you see, in the, in the context of this scripture, you see that the tithe is the basic form. Basic form. I'm giving the tithe so that there is enough in the house of God so that what God tells his servant, that let's build a church here, that let's send a missionary here, that let's go for evangelism there, it can be done. It can be done. Because without it, it cannot. That's why he said that, that there may be meat in my house. Yes. Yes. Our relationship with God. You see, the song which we sang, it says, put your trust in God alone. Put your trust in God alone. God is calling you and I to that place where our total trust is in him. People who don't pay their tithe, or they pay today, then in the next six months, then they pay again. Or after such a message, they pay small, then they go back. You see, is their trust in the Lord? Is, are they trusting in God? No, no. People who trust God, they never, once they start, they know that I am supposed to pay my tithe. They start. They never stop. By the grace of God, one has paid tithe for many years. Yes. Sometimes even 100%. Like you get some money, you pay all. It's like, you pay all. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody who has a certain relationship with God. And you see, it says the secret is released to only those who have that relationship. 
You are here, you don't, you see, you can be born again, but you are not working out your salvation with fear and trembling. With fear, fear, fear. It says, if I'm your father, where is my honor and where is my fear? There must be some fear of God in the church. There must be some fear of God in the church. There must be some fear of that. As I'm, I'm afraid to spend the time. I'm afraid. I am afraid to spend the time. I am afraid to spend the time. I fear God enough. My trust is in him alone. Yes. Second Chronicles chapter 16. Let me show you a scripture there. And then we'll look at the points. Verse 9. Second Chronicles chapter 16, verse 9. 16, verse 9. I'm waiting for you. Okay. All right. It says, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth. Look at it to show himself strong in the behalf of them whose heart is perfect toward him. So God is moving. You see, when he says the eyes of the Lord, all he's saying is that the spirit of the Lord is just moving. It's just moving. It's looking for somebody. It's looking for a certain type of person. It's looking for the godly ones. It's looking for them that fear him. So that he will do what? He will show himself strong on their behalf. So that he will show himself strong. So a certain attitude, we need a certain attitude for God to show himself strong on our behalf. A certain full commitment to God. Full commitment to God. Full commitment to God. I said full commitment to the Lord. Yeah. Hallelujah. To be fully committed. And you see, Abraham... Abraham, he became a friend of God. He became the father. I mean, the, when we say one of the main patriarchs is Abraham, it's because of this particular thing that he did. He gave tithes to the high priest, Melchizedek. Yes. So God chose him and blessed him and his seed. And the Bible says that we should be followers of them who through faith and patience Endure the promises. And then he says, there are some people whose faith we must follow. Whose faith we must follow. The other day, I heard Archbishop Duncan Williams talking about the fact that our prophet started to pay tithe when he was a student. There are some people whose faith you must follow. There are some, when you read about them, you see the things they have done, the practices they have in their life. That brings them to a certain place of godliness of a certain relationship with God. Just follow them. Just do the things that they do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So if you say you love God, if you say you are fully committed to God, if you are saying that you trust God, then paying the tithe should not be a struggle. It should not be a struggle. Hallelujah. I said it should not be a struggle. Yeah. It should not be a struggle. We are doing many things. And it has become a distraction for us to do the things that God wants us to do. Hallelujah. 
Now, in Matthew chapter 19, verse 24, Jesus gives a vivid description of dropping everything and being fully committed to God. Being fully committed to God. Being fully committed to the Lord. Matthew chapter 19, verse 24. And again, I say unto you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of heaven, of God. Hallelujah. Now, you see, this scripture, Jesus was trying to describe to us the fact that we need to drop everything and be fully committed to God. I don't know if you understand what I'm, I'm, I'm teaching you this morning. Now, it is said that in Jerusalem, there is a, a gate called the Jaffa Gate. A, a gate to the town, Jaffa. And it is the gate, a big gate, is only open at, in the, during the day. At night, it is closed. Why? Because of thieves and things like that, robbers attacking and all that. So at night, it is closed. But within that big gate, it's a small gate. So in case a traveler is coming at night, they open that small gate. But in those times, the means of transportation was by a camel. I don't know if you have seen somebody ride a camel. He has the goods, his belongings tied to the camel, and then he'll be on the camel. But you see, the gate is small such that the camel cannot, you cannot just ride the camel into, through the gate. You have to put all the belongings and all your things that are tied to, you have to drop all of them. You have to get down from the camel. And for the camel to be able to enter, he has to stoop. I don't know, have you seen a camel before? Camel is very, but the gate is a small gate within that big gate. So you have to, the camel has to stoop, go down, and try and go through the door. Jesus was using something that was happening practically in those days to explain to us that like a rich man has a lot of things. If you don't strip yourself of the things that are distracting you, things that are whatever, you cannot enter the kingdom. You cannot enter. Many things, you say though, I have school to do. I I have married a wife. I've done this. So I cannot pay the tithe. It's like a lot of things are calling for your money. And so you cannot pay the tithe. You, you are not following the scriptures. You are not following the scripture. You have to drop many, you see, to be fully committed to God, you have to drop many things. You have to drop many things. That's why he said, return unto me and I will return unto you. Then now prove me. Hallelujah. God has given us many things, but we are not using it. Hallelujah. Now, in Matthew 25, Matthew, let's go to Matthew 25. I hope I'm helping somebody this morning. You know, the other day, I was thinking about this scripture. Matthew 25, verse 25. Yes, 
be there, I'll explain something. You know, I was thinking about this scripture. It says, blessed are the poor in spirit, for they shall see God. Is that not it? Yeah. And I was wondering, ah, are we supposed to be poor in spirit or rich in spirit? Do you get it? I don't know. Have you, have you thought about that scripture before? But it says that those who are poor in spirit, eh, they are blessed. God is looking for such people. The ones who are poor in spirit. Then I ask myself that, okay, so what is one of the main characteristics of a poor person? Can you hazard a guess? One of the main characteristics of somebody who is poor is that he's dependent on somebody. Look at that. When we say poor countries and rich countries, I think it's very clear. Uh -huh. So when he says, blessed are the poor in spirit, he's just talking about somebody who is totally dependent on God. Totally dependent on God. Totally dependent on God. You see, nowadays people are depending on their education. So you see a pastor, he has dropped the pastoral work. He said, I'm going to school. You see, going to school is not wrong. I've gone to school by the grace of God. But you see, we have to understand. We have to. He says, oh, he's following his business and has dropped the work of God. You see, we don't understand something. When I was preparing this message on the tide, you know, I want to say something, but, you know, Bishop, Bishop, Bishop Nick came to mind. And I felt that maybe he himself, he doesn't know what he has done. You see, to work in a gold mine and to sacrifice it there, this is somebody who is depending on God. No, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Somebody who is totally... You don't know what it means to be in full-time ministry. You, you don't know. So you are living nicely in Accra here. When you come to full-time, you can just say that the next day you are, you are going to Wale Wale. Do you know Wale Wale? That's where you live. Maybe you have lived in Accra your whole life. But you see, somebody who is totally dependent on God, it's not a problem. It's not a problem. If he took me care of me here, he knew, you see, it's about where God is. It's not about what the area is, whatever. It's about where God is. Yes. Yes. You see, when you start to, when your mind starts to work like that, you see that you, you are more committed to God. You are more committed to the things of God. The things we preach in this church, you will start to do them. You see that nobody would tell you to become a shepherd. You now you are finding something to do before you realize you have become a pastor. I don't think anybody encouraged me to become a shepherd. I know that prophet drove us and preached to us to become missionaries. But to become a shepherd in the church? No, 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 no. When I started the church, no, then ushering, cleaning, arranging chairs, doing this, that various things. But you see, we have to wind you up. You see, 
when you are there, it should tell you that you are far from God. You are, maybe you are not a godly person. Because sitting in church is not what makes you godly. Like somebody said, being in a garage does not make you a car. Then I realized that no, 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 no. These are godly people we must follow. These are, you see, so somebody like that, when he speaks to you, you have to take your time and listen to it. Mm. You see, in our church, eh, one of the things you realize is that people that are anointed of God, are, they are not as, he's not shouting, he's not, you know, there's a way of doing things, so, and we know how to do it. Yeah. That is oh, this pastor is very charismatic. It's very we know how to do those things. But you see, sometimes you see that there's nothing in it. But you see somebody's life, you see somebody's life, you see his life that is living, the way he has sacrificed, he's working here in the gold mine, he has sacrificed his life. He's, I mean, when the person speaks to you, you have to take your time and listen that this person he loves God. This is somebody who has given his all to God. His all to God. No wonder that. No wonder that in this church, at least the little that I have heard through the messages, if we talk about givers in this church, is it, it, one of them. Maybe, I mean, the top, if we are talking about the top, is one of them. Yes. No wonder, because, you see, you can't give to, it's the, it's the money, is the list. God is looking for you yourself. Rich. So if you can't give the tithe, something is wrong. God is waiting for you to give yourself, as in give yourself. I lay my life down. So the tithe is the least. If you are struggling with it, I am announcing to you that perhaps you are not a child of God. Perhaps. 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 Because everybody, the godly ones, they have a covenant. A covenant. One day, prophet asked Bishop Oedipo put that. This covenant, 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 covenant. What is it? Then he said, Matthew 6, 33. Seek first the kingdom and his righteousness than every other thing. So he has sworn. So he says when he was married, he wrote. He wrote on a piece of paper to the wife that I'm going to become a pastor. Are you willing to marry a pastor? This, this, this. Sign it. You see, when you see somebody that God has elevated and blessed and doing something with, be careful. You will see people talking on Facebook. <laughs> Rubbish. Yeah. Careful, oh. Careful. God, he loves his servants, oh. Careful. I'm telling you. Careful. Go ahead, ask David. When Saul was doing many things, David said, hey, touch not the anointed, oh. You don't know. The person who tied the anointed, David himself organized for them to, for him to be killed. You don't understand something. You keep talking. Yeah. Yeah. You see, a certain giving of your life to God. Yeah. Matthew 25, let me finish. You see, one of the things that make you financially useless is when you are afraid. If I pay my tithe, I'm paid 2,000. The tithe is 200. Already I owe somebody 1,005. So I am afraid that when I pay my tithe, what am I going to eat? Even God, God, you know, when I pay my tithe, even church, remember church, I can't go. Rich. 
25, 25. And I was afraid and went and hid thy talent in the earth. Lo, this, this is your talent. You know, I heard Prophet Kakra talk about this scripture. He said that anytime he reads about this Matthew 25, he gets afraid. Yes. Because the people who don't use their talents, eh, God is against them. God himself is against them. You are singing in the choir and you joke with it. Be there. Some places they are having auditions before you join. Here where we say come and join. Then you are bluffing us. Say sit here. Come for rehearsal. Then you, you see all these things. And there's a day of reckoning. That when you stand there you say, hey, if I only knew. If I only knew. The way you bluff us. Me have been a pastor for some time. Choristers. We just watch them. Because if you say something or they leave the church on you. So you just watch them. So we are singing new songs. We want to do new things. You see that they don't want to accept it. Hey, careful, oh. Look, let the fear of God. You see, many times, eh, let the fear. So especially when your pastor says, let's do this. Be careful. I'm telling you, be careful, oh. Hmm. You know, sometimes certain strange ailments that come. People can never explain. Our mind just goes to signs. But maybe something you said. Maybe it's a behavior that you have. Towards the man of God. Towards the word of God. I'm telling you, be careful. Be careful. Be careful, oh. Nowadays, you see cancers, this, this, this. You even wonder where it's from. Careful. Careful. So one of the things that make us financially useless is because we are afraid. The consequence of paying the tithe is too dire. I need to pay school fees. And it's real. It's true. Is it not true? I have to pay school fees. When I add all my things, my pay is 2000 Everything when I add is 3000 Pay school fees. I do this. It's more. It's all the 2000 and, su- and sushi. And the pastor is preaching, hey, I must pay my tithe. I'm saying that those who don't pay their tithe, they don't fear God. What is this? So what are we going to do, pastor? Pay the tithe. That is why he said, prove me. Read your Bible. That's why he said, I mean, there's nothing like that. He won't say, prove me. You are in the corner. It's difficult. That's why I said, prove me. You prove me. You prove me. Pay your tithe and you are left with that amount that doesn't pay any, that cannot do this thing. Then, then you start to prove, you start to ask God. You, ask, you start to ask God. You said, you said, that's what Jacob did. If you only do this for me, if you do this for me, I'll give you a tenth. But he had to give the tenth before God did whatever he had to do. Yes. 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 Financially, if you don't want to be financially useless, and not say, you see, when you get your money, even how you spend it, it doesn't make sense. It's like you are spending it foolishly. You are owing and you are going to buy a new shoe. Are you wise at all? But you'll be surprised you'll be doing it. You'll be doing it. You'll be surprised. You'll be doing it. And you see that you are not, there's no wisdom. You have become financially useless. Yeah. 
You know, when you read a book, are you reading a book? It's the book of the man. So try and read it. We, we may not be able to preach everything, so try and read it. There's a Jewish woman who works in the creative arts. So it's like when he does a performance, then he gets some money. But the money that he was making, it doesn't, it's not much. But you see, the Jews have a culture of tithing. So he was she was encouraged to pay the tithe. So, hey, this thing. Okay, let's try it. After all, what I have is not enough. You see, that's the thing. What you have now is not enough. We are saying that so the tithe, so that God can multiply the, the 90% and also won't yet. Abba. You see that you are becoming financially useless. Excuse me to say. Hallelujah. So she started, she'll get this uh, performance. She does, they give her the money. She sows the ten, the ten, the ten. Given to, you know, they, 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 they call it a chedeka. They, they give it to their synagogues, different things. So she started doing that. Started doing that. Then she said that, ah, I mean, now she was a small time performer. Now the performances that, I mean, the, the, the I don't know the English word, the, the dances or the, programs he was invited for started becoming wow you know like maybe you are asked to come and sing during the president's or uh, inauguration it's a level so he started to have this type of very wonderful program that are at a very high level and he was giving testimony on the fact that somebody said just pay your time and she obeyed and she realized that the thing it works yes She's called Haynes. It's in the book. The legendary wealth of Jews. Yeah. Jews, they are rich. One day, I was looking for a place to rent for church, for service in South Africa. So I combed and combed and combed. I didn't find anywhere. Then I saw a hall, you know, on, on a high street. Like a high street, uh, what we call the CBD, Central Business District. Yeah. A place on first floor, big hall, and you can see that the hall has been empty and not used for a long time. So I said, Who? I mean, who is the owner? So I was led to a certain white man. And then I said, Oh, we want to use it for church and all that. So no problem. Then we started to negotiate. He said, Oh, so much. I said, Oh, no, no, it has to reduce. We cannot afford this, this amount. So negotiations back up. I mean, when, when he said this, and I started to negotiate, he just was looking at me. He said, young man, this is it. He said, give on, uh, if, if you take or leave, either you take it or that's it. I was looking at this, he was a bit old. I said, ah, but this man, you could see that the place, eh, you know, it has not been used for years. So no, 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 take or leave. I talked that, came back again. Then later I heard that. It's a Jewish man. And like 100 meters of the, of the CBD, 
the buildings belong to him. So this small amount that you want to give me, let my shop be there. If you can't pay, let it be there. I mean, personally, I've seen Jews. They are very rich. But you see, they are also not ostentatious. So you wouldn't know. They are very simple. They are not like some of us. Well, you won't pay the tithe. Eh? But you are also very loud. What cry is this? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So one of the things that make us financial is because we are afraid. The second one is that we hide our talents. We hide. So you see people, they virtually, practically hide the tithe. Yeah. You say you love God. You have a covenant with him. You are a child of God. You are hiding your tithe. How would God bless you? It says you are cursed with a curse. That is what we mean when we say financially useless. Yes. You see, and, and everything is invested. You see, you have to learn. It's God that helps you to invest. You see, you see investment and getting things back. I, I believe that is in the Bible. God teaches us to do, to invest. So you see that the Jews, they may not even see it as a wild spiritual thing. They may see it as a form of, I'm investing. Like this woman I described to you. It's like, I'm investing something and I'm expecting a return. You have gone to hide the thing. You won't invest. And that's what Jesus told the man. Let's read it. In Matthew 25. He said, you should have invested. Verse 26. His Lord answered and said unto him, Thou wicked and slothful servant, thou knowest that I reap where I sow not, and gather where I have not strawed. Next verse. Thou oughtest therefore to have put my money to the exchanges, and then when I come, I should have received it with usury. That's, that's the, with interest. Yeah, to invest. So, tithing is almost like a form of investing. Are you hearing me? Yeah, it's like I'm investing, I've invested the money, and you see, the Bible says that surely the expectation of the righteous shall not be cut off. When you give, expect something. So everyone that giveth, that when you give, you receive. When you give, you receive. Yeah. It's a divine law. That is why even the humans, I don't know whether to call it physiology or professor may help me. You see, it's about giving and receiving all. If you like, decide that you won't breathe out. You can never take in. You will die. Decide that from today, you won't go to the loo again. It's about giving and receiving. You give, then you receive. You give, then you receive. Yeah, that's how, it's, that's life. It's a divine law. Hallelujah. Yeah. The, the Red Sea, the, the Dead Sea, is called dead because it is said that it doesn't, it doesn't give. It's like there's no outlet. So it's very salty. Because when the only way it gives is through evaporation. It's like you have to be forced to give. 
but there's no outlet. So it's dead. Nothing grows in there. Are you understanding something? Yeah. If you don't give in, you are almost dead. Nothing will work in your life. So when you hide the tithe, that's your end. Please stand to your feet. Return unto me and I will return unto you. You want to ask God for mercy and for forgiveness? Lift up your voice and pray. Lift up your voice. Maybe you are faithful in your time. Just pray and thank God for that ability and for that grace. In the name of Jesus. Lift up your voice, everybody. Lift up your voice, every everybody is supposed to pay tithe in the church. Everybody. So pray if you have not been consistent. If you don't do it, it's just to pray. The Bible says that if you ask him to forgive you, he will forgive you of all your sins. It's God who forgives sins. Ask him. He says, return unto me and I will return unto you. Why don't you lift up your voice and ask him for mercy? Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Shabada, Gabada, Valeria, Stabadie, Kadora, Valerie, Adada Baba, Shabada Baba, Erada Baba, Rabadaba, Shadabaga, Rabadaba, Eradaba, Shebadada, Varenede, Gadoshta, Valianda, Malurie, Abrosta, Adadaba, Varadaba, Aradaba, Varadaba, Varadaba. Listen, I, wanna, I want you to enter into that covenant this morning. That from today, eh, the 23rd of July, 2023, you are covenanting with God that you are going to be a consistent, regular tither from today. This is between you and God. It's between you and God. I want you to pray. Maybe you see, He has forgiven you as you have prayed. 
but you want to make that commitment that father i am returning to you i'm coming back to you your word says that i should prove you and so i know that as i start on this journey no matter the difficulties i would face you will be faithful you will be faithful lift up your voice and pray make that covenant everybody everybody don't stand there talk to god these things they work they work talk to god you are coming into the the family of the godly ones the family of those who fear him the family of those who love him whose hearts are perfect towards him those are committed to him pray 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 from today from today from today from today in the name of jesus and all of us to make what he wants me to be with all eyes closed you are here i told you a covenant based on sacrifice and so jesus laid down his life so that you too can lay down your life. But until you are born again, you cannot lay your life down. You, don't, you are not even connected to him. And so you are here. Somebody brought you to church. You came to church by yourself. But as you stood there and you heard me talk about people who don't fear God. It includes those who have not surrendered their hearts to God. This morning you are here. You want to say, Pastor... I want you to pray with me. I want to become born again. I want to become a child of God. I am joining the company of the godly ones. You are here like that. Lift up your hand. Lift up your hand and I'll pray with you. My hands are lifted. Join me and let's call on God this morning. Lift up your hand in the name of Jesus. You have lifted up your hand. Lifted high up above your head. I see. I see those hands. If you are lifted up your hand, I want you to do one more thing. Take your Bible. Take your bag. And come to me in the front. Ashes, help me. Just walk to me right now. Just walk to me right now. To Jesus. Give him your heart. Give him your life. Today. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. maybe one or you know many times I feel that those that are a bit advanced in age sometimes they are shy to come forward because it's like being born again is for young people I can't come and stand here as a 50 year old when I see 10 year olds in front God does not work with age I said God is not working with age you didn't hear me. God is not working with age. Hallelujah. You are part of the word. So you are here. You know that you know you are not born again. I want you to come. Don't forget. He says, if you are shy 
amongst men. Me too. Jesus is speaking. Before God, I'll say, I don't know you. Sometimes we think that God is very nice. Even when you do wrong, right, he'll be smiling at you. It's not true. <laughs> it's not true. It says, if you can't come forward, that day me too, I'll say, I don't know you. I don't know you. So, oh, I don't know you. Yes. And everyone who came to Christ, they came publicly. Yes. Lift up your hands and come to the front right now. No, it's okay. You are in the congregation. I believe that one or two more people can come. Today is a day of salvation for you. That is why Jesus came to die. That is why. This is the weightier one that Jesus was talking about. The weightier matters is this one. Pastor, I'm coming. I'm waiting for you. I'm waiting for you. I'm waiting for you. I'm wait Don't leave here. I like the way Bishop Nee puts it. He says that, he says that it is very dangerous. Eh? It's very dangerous to walk the streets of Accra and not be born again. And I realized how true it is. One day, one of my friends, yes, just listen to me. One of my friends, his uncle, you know, he had become born again. And his uncle was speaking to him. I think his uncle or his grandfather, you know, these people who understand spiritual things. He said, come here. I'll translate, don't worry, let me speak it in the tree. It's very nice. You don't have powers on the other side. What happens to a chicken that is walking in the roadside? Is there any car at all can knock you? So what he was saying was that if you don't have Jesus Christ, like you are not on God's side, you too, you don't have other powers. You are like a chicken that is on the road. Any car at all can come and hit you. So you are living in your life. See that a sickness has come. This has come. This has come. Because you don't know Jesus. Anybody else? Just come. Let's pray. Our time is fast spent. Come. Come, I'm waiting for you. Come on to Jesus. Give him your heart. Give. Come, I'm waiting for you. Don't be shy. I'm telling you. Come on Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. your eyes with me whatever I say I want you to say it after me but say it in faith say it believing it because something is about to happen to you say with me heavenly father I thank you this morning I thank you for I have heard your word I have heard your word I realize I realize I'm a sinner I am a sinner and that I need Jesus I need Jesus oh Jesus oh Jesus this morning this morning I come to you I come to just you. as I am. Just as Please I am. forgive me. 
please of all my sins of all my, sins. Of all my wicked ways of all my wicked have ways. mercy on me have mercy on me. help me help me. to be your child to be your from child. today from today i will serve you alone i will serve you satan Satan, I will not serve you again. I will not serve you. Again. I will only live for Jesus. I will only live for Jesus. I will only serve Jesus. I will only. Serve I thank you, Father. Thank you Father, that you have saved me. That you have saved Please me. write my name. Please write my name. My name is. My name is. Mention your name. My name Please write this name. Please write this in the name. book of life. In the. Book I of thank life. you, Father. I thank in you, Jesus name. In Jesus name. Amen. God bless you for listening to this message. For more information on upcoming programs and events, visit our Facebook page, Kodesh Family Church Ghana HQ. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every day. And remember, God's word is a lamp onto your feet and a light onto your path.